Don't worry, Jake. It's only the rest of your life. <laughs> Jopu like bats. Hats for bats. Keep bats warm. Are you trying to say Jesus Christ? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brackish Podcast. We are your hosts, Knock and Nova. And we are here to tell you about the legend of Pepe Yuya and the Dueling Oaks. Uh, yes. The New Orleans legend that is. But Nova, first, you got something on your mind? Anything you want to talk about? Not right now, I just want to know what Pepe is all about. Pepe, oh man, you're gonna learn about Pepe. Pepe was the man of not just fencing, all right? Not just swordsmanship. You mean fencing as sport fencing? The, fo the sport fencing, of course. Uh, not just with guns as well. The dude was a master dueler. Oh. And he's called Pepe, but his real name was Don Jose Yuya. Oh, makes you wonder how he got the nickname Pepe. It, it does, it really does. I think uh, what I read was that uh, Pepe is the, uh, so if you have a kid and your name's Jose, and your kid's name's Jose, Pepe becomes oh, their name. Oh, interesting. Correct, correct. Hmm. All right, but first, we're gonna get started. All right, talking to you a little bit about the thing that is the dueling oak. It's only one dueling oak now, because in 1940, a hurricane knocked down the other dueling oak. It used to be called dueling oaks. Gotcha. But back in 1940, hurricane came and knocked it down. What you guys can't see right now, Nova, is where we're at. We're underneath the oak. Where is the oak? City Park. It is right south of the New Orleans Museum of Art. Yeah, it's in a prominent place of the park. City Park's been here for since the 18, well, like, I'm pretty sure 1800s. It's it was probably designated City Park in the 1800s, but it's probably been here forever. It's been here for a very long time here in New Orleans. And you know New Orleans has a notoriety, right, of being the murder capital of the world. Mm -hmm. We know that. We know that. <laughs> but for what sure. we're about to tell you today is that the history and the folklore of being the murder capital of the world started a long, long time ago. Right? I'm intrigued. You should be intrigued. All right, so I'm going to first talk to you about the Dueling Oaks. All right? Okay. If you had beef with somebody back in the 19th century, a.k.a. the 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. And you were in New Orleans, and somebody told you, hey, man, I don't like those moccasins you got on. Damn, they brought it all the way over here? All, all they brought it all the way over here because they used to have the duels behind the St. Louis Cathedral. Then, in city limits proper, it got to be uh, illegal to duel somebody, so they came out here to Too see. out in the open? Too out, uh, way like too lot, out in the a open. a lot of people around? Way too out in the open. Probably sitting on top of decomposed skin and like old blood is what you're telling definitely. me. Definitely, we definitely are sitting Just nasty. over old blood, for sure. Uh, let me tell you about an article all right, this is back in 1892, all right? 
This is the Times Democrat, talking about the very location where we are at today. Blood has been shed under the old cathedral aisles of nature. Between 1834 and 1844, scarcely a day passed without duels being fought at the Oaks. Why? It would not be strange if the very violets blossomed red of this soaked grass. The lover for his mistress, the gentleman for his honor, the courtier for his king. What loyalty has not cried out in pistol shot, scratch of steel? Sometimes two or three hundred people hurried from the city to witness these human baitings. On the occasion of one duel, the spectators could stand no more through their swords and there was a general melee. So dude they didn't even know each other, like hanging out here at this point. Why you know, like when the UFC fights, kinda like that, right? Yeah, I mean like when you get all like jacked up after a UFC fight. Yeah. They got guys who want to come fight people. Right, I mean, it's just like today when you turn your head and you accidentally catch eyes with someone, he's like, why are you looking at me? And then all of a sudden, you know, short tempers. I could imagine it too. I mean, they wore long sleeves and long pants. It's 95 degrees. I mean, I'd have a short temper too. Could you imagine no AC in New Orleans? Ugh, nasty. I'm sweating right now. Yeah, I'm sweating right now too. We should have thought about an AC. At least we're under the shade. This is very true. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at everyone sweating that. over here now, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm feeling pretty good underneath this oak. Made uh, a good decision. Yeah, we did, actually. It looks like an Uber driver has parked uh, beside us, waiting for their person to yeah. also arrive. Either that or a hitman. We're not really sure. <laughs> but in that article, <laughs> yes. it sounded like you were quoting Paul Abdul ly lyrics. Oh, I did? How? Yeah, because you said a lover for his... Mistress? Yes. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, he's a lover for his game. You know, play by rules. There it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got uh, you. Yeah, I thought we were going to go into I that. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah, dude, definitely. All right. <laughs> but if you could think about it way back in the 1800s, especially the 1830s, all right, this place was legit the 19th century fight club. This is where they would fight it out to like, the death. If you think about it, these guys, if they weren't here and they wanted to call you out and come here, you either had to walk here yeah. or take a carriage. Horse and Now, bike. you could call somebody out in the French Quarter, and the fight may not happen but four hours later. That's what often happened, they said, is that people oh, would go just, out. Like the would playground. Off, yeah. Like they meet would meet you at three. They would often go out in the ballrooms of the French Quarter. Uh, somebody would be looking at their lady, right? They wouldn't get into it that night, but the next day... Uh, that uh, man, he would politely tell the other gentleman to meet him under the oaks. That's amazing. Was it like a like old school slap? No, like a they challenge. Maybe, yes, maybe it was told. It was a challenge. It was, it was almost like getting the, served papers to go to court. Yeah, ah, yeah. I like it. That's how. It and was. you couldn't be a you couldn't be a bitch. You, you could not. You could not. You didn't want to be like, uh -uh. nah, I'm good. I got plans. You couldn't be a punk bitch. Yeah. But what was cool about the oaks is that like. You didn't have to die. Or fight in the sun. Yeah, that was cool too. You didn't have to fight in the sun. Uh, so, you didn't have to die. Yeah. That's good. But they said that most of the duels that happened, they didn't end up in death. All right? Most of the duels that happened here, they didn't end up in death. They ended up where, like, if I cut you, and you'd be like, okay, man, that's cool. All right, I'm good. Really? Yeah. Because I would think that this would be like a raucous crowd. And oh, they'd, I, they'd be like, kill him, kill him. No, know? there has been those... 
they do have instances of that. I'm just saying in general. In general, a majority of the time when this was happening, it didn't escalate to it that. It did not escalate that. All right. Okay. Also, back uh, in the uh, early 1900s, uh, Louisiana historian Al C. Forche, you know he's Cajun. Al C. I live right by his park. Forche? Mm -hmm. Al C. Forche. He said on a single Sunday in 1839, there were 10 duels in the city of New Orleans. Damn, that's like a UFC main event. That is. That is. Like they all were. day. All day, everything was happening. So, I wonder if they arranged it like uh, main card and <laughs> prelims. <laughs> the Don King came out. He was like. Yeah. All right, we yeah, based on like who took enough bets, you know, like oh, well, y'all got moved to the to the late slot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we got we got an extra pair coming in. You guys gonna have to go a little later, okay? I like it. All right, uh, it was so bad. In fact, in uh, 1834, all right, New Orleans had to create a group, all right, to actually try and stop all the duels that were happening in the city. It was called the Association Against Dueling. The AAD. <laughs> the AAD. All right, and the AAD was like, y'all please stop sword fighting and shooting each other. Were they armed? The AAD, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't the, believe. It doesn't say. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's I hope they would so be. the police couldn't even do it. Or was there even police? I guess there was police. There was then, police, but... and I'll tell you about the police. So back, the police didn't really start enforcing the law until 1855, mm. all right, where they had to stop all the duels that were coming out here to City Park, all right? And they said that people would see it from their house. I mean, where we're sitting at City Park, I mean, you can like see through some trees to maybe see some houses, but they said people would be sitting at their houses, children sometimes, and just watch these duels take place underneath the oaks. I mean, that's the best part. That's probably before they had parades here and that'd be like your Saturday evening. That sort would, of like yeah, you're barbecue right. Barbecue and we're gonna see some duels tonight. It, yeah. That would be legit. Yeah, I wish we could see that today. I mean, you, you, I mean, you, why would you want to see that? I don't know. I mean, people fighting is pretty funny. Uh, yeah? So. <laughs> so, we're going to get to it. Uh, we talked about the association against dueling. It needs to be there, obviously, right? Yeah. Do you think In the was, need for the ADAD. Do you think it was that big of a problem? Dueling? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, it's just like nowadays with a drug task force. I mean, if it's that out of hand that you have to create a task force to stop it i would assume that it's getting out of hand probably for the most part that they they didn't want it out in the open in front of a lot of people i would i would assume that the task force wasn't just trying to stop it here that people were probably doing it in like really public places and that's probably where they were enforcing it as well as here but yeah this is very public too so this is this is very public <laughs> for sure this is like where people would take their kids to picnics. Under the oaks. Yes. That was before TVs. Yes, way before Before everyone TVs. Netflix and chilled in their house. <laughs> yes. All right, but to be honest with you, the duels were so common that actually a European scientist, he had disrespected the Mississippi River in front of some Creoles. That was it. That, and that was it. Like he was not just asked to be a part of a duel, he was mandated to then be a part of the duel because he disrespected the Mississippi River so much by calling it but a tiny rill compared to European rivers. Interesting. So you know what happened to him? Killed. No, he got his cheek cut up. Damn. Yeah, like, skip. Ooh, like blade? Yeah, bladed. Ooh. Take that back to Europe, my friend. 
Dang. Didn't even want to have it. I wonder if he was like teaching a class or teaching somebody or just went up to these Creoles and just started talking smack. Right. I think he was just like hanging out by the river or, you know, like. He was probably like, I'm so educated and I'm telling you about the river. And then they overheard him and they're like, what you talking about, boy? And then. What if it was just big misunderstanding? It could have been. I mean, you know. And what if the Cajun European French versus French yeah. <laughs> or English? Like you don't know what people are saying. And what if the river was just you know, but a tiny rill compared to European rivers? Do you think those Creoles have seen maybe other rivers? Absolutely your, not. You're right. Maybe the Atchafalaya. They would just hang. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't. Is there any other? Maybe the Pearl. Maybe they went to the Pearl River back then. Maybe it was. You know, I don't know. Certainly not European rivers. Right, but we do know one thing: when you come to New Orleans, just don't disrespect the Mississippi. I wonder if he was talking about like the 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 buildings and stuff because if you see Europe there's like No, he was talking about the river. Just the river. He itself. was talking about the river itself and yeah. he's he's like saying cuz Europe I mean they had buildings like nice stuff along the river. Here we have yes. levees and trees and just it's not appealing to anyone. It's really not. No. It's go, "Ooh, it's fast." That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Look at that river. It's so okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I dumped my rock in there. Can't there's see. a riverboat. There's a cruise ship. Not really. Oh, there's the ferry. Oh, That's you guys it. drink that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we drink do. that. We drink that. Uh, there's amoebas from time That's to why time. we all look and talk like <laughs> swamp people <laughs> and, and all that <laughs> bull crap that we get so stereotyped with. You don't sound like that? Yeah, right. we just make duck calls out here. We do just make duck calls. All right, but let's get to it. I'm going to talk to you about Pepe. All right. Pepe, Pepe. Pepe was the man. All right. Let's think about everybody who was around New Orleans around that time. You got Creoles. You got English. You got Spaniards. You got French. And you got the native people. All right. And you've got all these people coming down here to New Orleans. You got all these people that are dueling in the city of New Orleans. But no one greater than Pepe. Yeah. What was his full name again? His name was Don Jose Yuye. Don Jose. All right. And what your boy would do, all right, because he was such a great swordsman, he was also a great shot, uh, what he would do is he would go to the quarter, right, and pick fights with Cubans. Just, just do it. Yeah, just because there was the Cuban Revolution at that time, and he knew that Cubans didn't like Spanish, and that was his thing. That was that's my, that was his home country. So he would just go pick fights with them. And you know where he would tell them? Where to meet me. No, he would say, my name is Don Jose. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> All right. So he has some 40 duels that we know for sure that he won. Damn, they kept track of it. Yeah. That's All right. Amazing. All right. That's just the ones that we know he won. We don't even know the number that he participated in. So much so that on his obituary, it says he competed in question mark number of duels in his lifetime. There's no way to know how many duels he did. They said, he did say from time to time that he was in several dozen other duels where he came in a mere second. God, who took the stats? <laughs> you know, who's like... <laughs> That's Who's amazing the, to me. The stat guy? The stat guy. I mean, who's that guy? ESPN <laughs> would be very pissed off that there's a question mark in this history right now. But that's amazing that they actually have stats on that. Especially, not for the ones he actually participated, but like the obscure, like, oh, it was also somebody had written down that he also participated. He may not have been the main guy, 
Right. But he was... He must have been legit. No, he was case. the main guy. Pepe was the main guy, all right? I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that... I'm not going back to the stats guy. I'm just thinking of, like, how how this stuff's been passed on. Like, there had to have been a guy that, that came out here. I, I'm assuming that I there had to have been a newspaper. We right? have to, yeah, it was the the, the, right, the yeah. newspapers, and we have to thank uh, Louisiana historian Al C. So that was Porsche. your, that guy was your first sports beat writer. He, he came yes. and he watched the duels. That's, that's all he did. He <laughs> just, he probably lived around here too. He probably did. Yeah. Probably easy for him to just come here. That's amazing. Yeah. Just wait. He probably just sat here waiting for the duels to start. All right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Edit. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm you're right. Kidding. You're right. I mean, Forche was the man keeping the historians. I think that, like, beat writers today, in a sense, they are historians, are they not? No, that's what they're, they're the focus on one thing. They're in there. Like, you got the football beat writer, the basketball beat writer, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was the dual beat writer. He, he basically informed everybody around the city of what was going on he did <laughs> all right so pepe he was the undisputed maitre de arms on the dueling ground and like i said pepe used to just pick fights with guys because he knew how like awesome he was guess what pepe did for a living if you're like the best swordsman or best fighter ever what would you likely do blacksmith no male prostitute no oh Oh, I was thinking swords, you know, swinging swords. Uh, waiter. He was not a waiter. Mate, was he the beat writer? <laughs> not the beat writer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he ran a dueling academy in the French Quarter. Oh. Like, that was his job. Well, that just sense. to teach people how to be good duelers. God, you would think he'd be the first one arrested every time he's the one's picking fight. They'd be like, "No, man, you can't, be, you can't do that." Yeah, when does it stop? Like, when are they like? That's like the the sensei of a dojo going out and just picking people to just have karate fights. I with. thought that's what Cobra Kai did. <laughs> well, that's very true. You have got me there. I thought that's exactly what Cobra Kai did. Yeah, well, Mr. Miyagi had something to say. About what was the one that. they but, said? Pain is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to. We'll get back on that. I'll oh, look that up as we're talking. By the way, plug, uh, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai on YouTube Red, I suggest you check it out. Wonderful show. Wonderful sequel to The Karate Kid. Interesting. Very good. All right. Not seen that. Yeah, you need to check it out. You need to check it out. Okay? So let's talk about Pepe's work with the gun. All right? He would have his friends and confidants volunteer as targets. They knew how bad your boy was with a gun. So guess what? They would volunteer start holding a silver dollar between their fingers or a pipe in their teeth as a target. Pepe would never miss. Master Pepe, as they call him. So there goes back to your dojo. That's exactly what he's doing. He even balanced an egg on the head of his young son and cracked it with a single pistol shot at 30 paces. Whoa. Again, this is according to Dueling Oaks. That's... Aggressive. Let, let's, is. let's talk about that because pistols back then were not the most accurate yes. of guns. <laughs> now, very accurate. Back then, little right. pellet, little gunpowder. No he, one really knew where it was going. Pepe that's, cleaned his gun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that seems a little odd because to be his son and just trust your dad like that, that's... All interesting. Right. Pepe would also 
throw corks and coins into the air and unfailingly hit them each time with his rifle. Skeet shooter. He was a huge skeet shooter. Like all it. right, all right, uh, and he was amazingly proficient. This with was a Bowie just knife. this was just him. Like if you and I went to the quarter Saturday, yes, and we were walking around, mm -hmm. and we just saw this guy. You know, they have everybody. They have the bands on Royal Street. They got the guy the dancers. They got all this. Mm -hmm. He would be the one in the on the street just throwing up stuff, shooting at him. He would. He, he's he, like the more than likely. Yeah, he would be the like. Just out in the open. Buffalo I mean. Bill of yeah. New Orleans. That's what I mean. He's just doing it out in the open. Yeah, just impressing people. Just yeah, saying like I'm the man. Don't mess with me. Right, but often people but would I'll, mess with him. Right, that's what I'm saying. People would mess with him. All right, just idiots. Yeah, very much so, idiots. Uh, but let me tell you something about our man Pepe. All right, he also. Okay, even purchased and maintained the Louisa Street Cemetery for the burial of those who died at his hand. This is just a cemetery just for people he killed. Cemetery, that's what the lore says. Damn. All right. Is that he, he well, that we do know that he owned the cemetery. All right? We do that's know a that. cocky son of a bitch. That was very cocky of Pepe. <laughs> All right? We do know that he owned the cemetery. Uh, but I kind of like this guy. Yeah. I'm not going to be. I'm Senor be Don Jose Yuya. Ah, yes. All right. So, but we also know, so I guess maybe the historic New Orleans collection wants this sort of Pepe version to die down because they wanted to make sure that they only found two instances where Pepe actually killed people. Mm. Not saying that he still didn't bury him in his cemetery, because again, that's what we know to be true. True. Just Pepe, they say, only killed two people. But we know for a fact that Pepe got into like 40 duels that he won. He's a mob boss. I mean, that's, he's the mafia boss. Yeah. You can't tie him to any murders. Everybody, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got it figured out. He's, yeah, you think that they the would, right the police people. would like soon enough come out here and be like, oh, we can, we can charge you with something. Yeah, because I mean, well, I, I, well, I shouldn't maybe even compare they, him. No, I think that the, maybe the, the duels, they agreed to it, right? So like... You agree to it. Right. I mean, I shouldn't call them mafia bosses. The mafia bosses stayed back, and they let everybody do everything else. This guy was like, I'm going to throw corks in the air, and boom, and shoot him, and, like, very flamboyant. The mafia bosses didn't do that. So what, that you don't like bad, Spain? Yeah. Bad comparison. Right. But for all of his swordsmanship, for all of his riflemanship, all right, guess who was knighted by the king of Spain? Pepe? Pepe. Knighted by Damn. the King of Spain. And he didn't even live in Spain no more because he upheld Spain's integrity and its vision. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Marco Polo. Yeah, the, the king. What are you thinking about? Like, if you're the King of Spain, you're just giving these out? Yeah. I mean, what did he, did he knight him from across the pond? He did. That's exactly what he did. So, he did a long distance knight? He did a long distance knight. You know, we long distance high five when we were kids, but uh, right. when you're across the table. I mean, we kind of we kind of have like long distance texts, high fives. So what happened? Did he knight him, and then someone took a scroll on a ship and took two yeah. months and went over here and just presented it to him and said, "Oh, by the way, yeah, by the way, Senor Pepe, you've you been are, you've been knighted by the King of Spain." Yeah, you've been knighted by the King of Spain. Legit. Is that too hard to believe? I wonder if he sent like a. Like not a not a ghost nighter, but like a like a guy 
that he sent with the sword just to knight him here, like a, you know, like a secondhand knight. Like he had to get on oh. one knee and knight, you know, hit his shoulders. Like he gave him tap, his, tap. His, his, like, his king sword and was like, hey, man, you use this for a little bit. Right. Tap your boy on the shoulders for me. And don't then, lose this or I'll kill you. you yeah, know don't lose or I'll kill you. I'll, but what if, I don't know if I would be the guy who would want to come up to Pepe like that. Absolutely not. You got a big old sword in your hand. You got a huge sword in your hand. Hey, dude, I'm going to knight you. He'd be like, who the hell are you? Is and, that like a new name for killing somebody? I don't know. I'm going to knight you, so he's he's already ready. Yeah, you might. It's probably best to, to first start with the scroll. Right. Not with the sword. Could you take this real quick, uh, read it, and let me know? Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Remember old King over there? You remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sent me over here. All right, so here it is. It's in his obituary. Enclosed in the commission was the Golden Cross of the Order of Charles III. But he didn't care about that. The most prized for Pepe mm -hmm. was the wreath and likeness of himself made from the silken treases of Spanish ladies' hair oh. presented to him by them for the same noble cause. So he was like, I don't even care about my knighthood. I really like this statue that's made out of me, out oh. of women's hair. That's what he liked the most. That is some freaky shit, Pepe. <laughs> and imagine how bad that probably smelt after a while. Oh, you're some right. dirty hair. Yeah. Come on. Oh, God. I'd almost take it as an insult if I was Pepe. Why? Where's Pepe's statue? I don't know if he's got a statue. Oh. I mean, he's like... Probably, Mitch probably took it down. He's the... <laughs> he might have. I mean, he might have. I mean, you've got that kind of person going around murking people. Yeah. And he's just wait. He's baiting people in. You know, you saw that. That they said that's what he did, just baited people. It's very you, uh, you talk about King Charles III? But nowadays, it'd be like, ooh, Pepe's a bully. We shouldn't have a statue for him. Meh. No, I don't Pepe think. Pepe was a fucking badass. If Pepe was a B-A-A. People used to praise that back then. You know what? You had balls. No one messed with you. You ran stuff. You kind of did. it's bullying. You kind of did. You kind of did. But you I mean, but, you, but you, you're right. You know, we got to stop. I mean, we can't just be like pepe and people up whenever we feel like it. Well, that's true. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying when people take charge and do stuff, don't call them bullies. So you call Pepe a hero? I believe so, because if he was a pansy, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. You're right. And then, then as the legend goes, you poop yourself when you die, so someone pooped themselves. We're probably right here. We're probably on poop as well. We are definitely Blood, on poop. Blood, poop, and... But that's what you're going to get on the Brackish Podcast. You're going to be a little this, a little bit of that, a little, little bit of poop, a little, little dead skin, a little bit of number one, a little bit of number two. But we're going to tell you about like real legit stuff. Yeah, and we're going to throw it all in your face, and you just got to deal with it. Before we go, can I tell you about one duel that happened in Louisiana that consists of an American president? Go on. All right, thank you. So you already know that Andrew Jackson was quite the devilish sort of person. Well, Have you heard of him? We won't get no satisfaction until we take down Andrew Jackson. Until we take, that is a quote from a lot of people trying to get the Andrew That's Jackson. Take him down Nola. Take him down Nola, trying to get Andrew Jackson's statue taken out of Jackson Square in New Orleans but because me, of the many atrocities yes. he had committed as a president. And let me tell everyone listening, 
that that is not what he's all about. You need to go research yourself about Andrew Jackson. Just don't listen to people saying take down his stuff. But anyway, continue. We're going to talk about Andrew Jackson. Let's talk about being Let's offend people. A, a badass. Good. All right. That's what we're supposed to so, do. So uh, did you know about Andrew Jackson back in 1804 uh, with a young lawyer here in New Orleans, Charles Dickinson? Yes. Name might sound familiar, but it's not the one you think. No. Don't worry. All right. Uh, Jackson and Dickinson, all right, got into a fight over a horse race. Guess what your boy, Dickinson, said about Jackson's wife? Ooh. Um, dog face. Slandered, yeah, slandered her up and down, all right? And then, don't worry about that, our papers are flying everywhere, okay? <laughs> all right, and then he later called Jackson a poltroon and a coward. A poltroon? A poltroon and a what coward. What does that mean? I don't know. We have no idea. We can Google that if you'd like. If you didn't know about Andrew Jackson, like the guy is, uh, he's on the twenty. Henry, he's on the twenty, but I hear like he's a he's a not so lovable guy. Great general, you know, he's not necessarily nice to people. But let, let me explain. That's probably something. why. Let me explain something to people. Yeah. If you're on money, you were an <laughs> asshole. Okay. It doesn't matter. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Asshole. Uh, I don't know if Andrew I can say Jackson. honest, honest Abe and George were the. No, assholes they were there. all dicks. How do you get to that point? You've got to be some sort of like you've got to make decisions, and people are going to hate you. Not no one liked what Abe did all the time. No, you're right. No one likes what the Queen of England does all the time. No, one, whoever's on different coins, you you got to that point by being a dick or whatever. I mean, you had to take charge, and people didn't like. No one's going to like what you do. That is a hot take. That hot take. I, I did like it. Nova's hot take. I did like it. I did like it. You speak your mind. Thank you. That's very good. That's very good. That's all why right. we have this. But have back this. to President Jackson. President Jackson, all right? Him and Dickinson. Dickinson's already been talking about his wife, already been calling him a coward. So you know what Jackson is going to do, obviously. I asked you this before. He's going to duel him. All yeah, right? of course. So the two went out, all right, dueling with a best shot. Okay, and Dickinson had perhaps the best shot in the country. Oh, we're talking about says. gun duel. A gun duel. We're Ooh. dueling with guns now. All right, Andrew Jackson is dueling with his guns. They had gun duels here. Most of them, though, were, we're with just, swords. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they did have gun duels for sure. All right. Well, we know they got plenty of that these days. Probably should just kept it to swords. Yeah. People be a lot more civil. In New Orleans, there is a lot of gun duels and battles uh, each week. I would uh, say each month. No, I mean, now the weather's nice, so I'd say two a night. Two a night. Okay. Easy. Two a night, easy. I don't okay. know what makes people squirrely. I don't know what the hot weather does. All right, so knowing that Dickinson had the best, he, had, he was a crack shot, Jackson wore this huge overcoat, all right? So he turned his body sideways to sort of say, he doesn't know where exactly where my body is versus where my trench coat is. And by doing so, the bullet came two inches to his heart, all right? Broke two of his ribs, so Jackson just took it. He took a bullet, knowing that him and Dickinson were going best shot, and he knew that Dickinson was had a great shot. So he wore his trench coat, hit him in the chest, didn't kill him. So what did Jackson do while Dickinson just stood there with no bullet in his gun? Probably pulled pulled it out. Just boom. Jackson took deliberate aim at Dickinson. Boom stood in disbelief awaiting his fate 
Dickinson bled to death hours later, and Jackson suffered with his wound for the rest of his life. Damn. Jackson was also a badass mother. That's legit. See, that's the story that you need to know, people. Yeah, your president just straight up looks someone in the eye with a gun, bang. Thanks for trying, bang. You know what? That deserves a statue right there. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Don't get all angry at him. How many of you have taken a bullet? No, I haven't taken it. No, I haven't taken, I haven't taken it. I heard it bullet. hurts. I heard it hurts. I heard it hurts. And, there, and there's a, there's bullets that explode inside of you, by the way. Hey, hey, hey. I've seen it. I've seen x-rays. They can go into your hand and, and destroy the bones in your hand. So just think about that. And this guy, obviously, there weren't exploding bullets back then, but also the medical field back then was not as advanced as it is now. So just think about just like and you said was he had to deal with it the rest of his life. You know, yeah. normally he would probably go into the hospital this day and probably gotten to take it out and just had a nice little scar and could have had a sweet story. But back then he just had to freaking, they were like, ah, well, we can't. We'll just give you some medicine. And a lot of guys just died of like uh, the infection, right? Not sure. even a bullet. Yeah, because your body's oh. going to... Oh, you're ready to try to get rid that of that shirt you had on had a bacteria that's now going to kill you because now it's in your body. Thanks. Well, obviously, thanks know, for dueling. No one shoots you with sanitary bullets, so <laughs> the inf things that are caught on it. All right, well, that is going to do us for the first ever edition of the Brackish Podcast. How you feel? I feel good. How you do? Feels really good. All right. Do you feel like you uh, want to go fight somebody? Yeah, I feel like we should duel right now. Uh, I think we should just pick the next person that rolls up and just start and just challenge him. Do you think it's going to work? All right, first off, I'm not a fighter. I don't have any weapons with me. My name's Nova, so I can't really do that. What if? What if what? We got somebody and told them to fight our tree back here, our dueling oak. Had a duel, have a duel with the oak. No one's going to duel the oak. Nova. No one is going to duel the tree, Nova. All right, that's been us. I'm Knock. I'm Nova. We think. Can't even get your name right. I know. This Correct has been the Brackish Podcast, episode one of many. Get we'll your have, brackish asses on it. Get your brackish ass. Tell your brackish friends about it. Ooh, tell your brackish papa. Tell your brackish nephew. You you looked up brackish. What did it mean? The definition? The one you really like? It's a mixture of things. It's also unpleasant. Is that the one you like the most? I do like it. <laughs> because it's a mix of stuff. And it's just like our lake out there. You don't want to get caught in it. Obviously, nowadays, with all this uh, flesh-eating bacteria. But you know what it also is? It's distasteful. But I don't think our podcast is distasteful. It's, it's kind of tame. Taste. It was tame. Yeah, sure. it's a little tame. It's tame. Yeah. Don't be offended, people. Just listen. I don't think anybody can be offended from this podcast from Unova. Yeah, we talked about statues. Somebody's going to hate it. Not a big deal. We talked about bullies. 
Uh, they're probably gonna take us down. I mean, you you obviously have a certain belief. Take them down. Take them down. Nola's gonna go after podcast next. <laughs> they're going after the. Take them down. Nola's going after the Brackish podcast yeah. next. I doubt that. Hey, Very seriously. Hey, take them down. Bring it on. <laughs> You're how already about, calling people yeah, out. How about we do it from your headquarters next week? <clears throat> and so people at home know. I mean, the take them down folks. Who are they? So I mean, they're they're a group that is targeting statues of past figures in our history that have something to do with slavery and or things that they don't agree with from back then, which I get it, but it was a different time, so we just need to acknowledge that. Not going to lie, that was a very white guy to think to say. Absolutely. But it was great. For All sure. All right, this has been us. Later. Peace.